Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, everybody, and welcome to uh, Vic and Jer's Drunken Horror Adventures. I'm Vic. And I'm Jer. And Travis is not with us tonight. He um, actually had his uh, baby over the weekend, so congratulations to him. Um, he's at home. He's at home being a good dad with the new baby and the old baby and the wife and all that good stuff. So once again, congratulations to him. Yeah, congratulations, Travis. Uh, we'll take over tonight for you uh, and talk a little bit of Halloween 5 and see what else we get into. But uh, you enjoy your time away, man. Yeah, no doubt about it. We have uh, Jeffrey Lambman coming on soon, hopefully. Um, Tamara Glenn is actually rescheduling for next week, which is why we're only doing an hour show. So hopefully he calls in relatively soon and uh, we can get you on the way. Yeah, uh, everybody make sure to listen in. Uh, be kind with continuation next week since Tamara couldn't work out for today, but you definitely want to check out next week. Uh, we'll talk Halloween 5 with Tamara Glenn as well. So. Uh, and then uh, we'll talk with uh, Jeffrey Landman, uh, Billy Hill from Halloween 5 here in a little bit, hopefully. I guess while we're uh, talking about it and while we're waiting for him, we'll go ahead and uh, say congrats to uh, Tamara Glenn for being our uh, TMV uh, victim of the week. She yeah. uh, got the honor for this past week. And I believe at this time, uh, Jeffrey Landman, I believe, is on the line as soon as uh, he gets unmuted. Hello? Jeffrey, is that you? Hello? Hey, Jeffrey, is that you? Yes, it's me. How are you? Okay, doing well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, this is of Jerry. Course. Vic, Vic's on the line as well. We appreciate your time. My pleasure. Uh, Vic, did you want to get started uh, in with Jeffrey? Uh, go ahead, Jerry. I'm going to go ahead and uh, put myself on mute. i got to do a few things, so go ahead with your interview, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Uh, well, again, thank you, Jeffrey, for, for joining us today for a little bit. Uh, obviously, we're here to talk about Halloween 5, and we'll uh, talk a little bit about what you're uh, into nowadays and, and what keeps you busy these days. But uh, Halloween 5, I guess the, the first question would be, uh, you know, the experience that you had working on set. I know a lot of times we're curious, uh, asking the older actors what, uh, you know, how the child actors dealt with being, uh, you know, uh, stalked by a serial killer. Uh, mm-hmm. We have you here to ask uh, that question. Well, it was, it was a great experience. You know, it was um, a lot of the adults really were wonderful to go out of their way to make sure that Danielle and I were not scared or that, you know, we, we always, obviously we knew it was just an actor and it was all pretend, but I remember Don Shanks would go out of his way to take the mask off at every chance he got to make sure that we, you know, were always never scared. You know, some, uh, when you're working with adults all the time, you know, he may not have taken the mask off as often if, you know, there weren't kids around. 
Yeah, absolutely. And we hear that a lot with, uh, you know, the whoever's playing the role of, quote-unquote, the boogeyman. Uh, mm-hmm. He tries to make the children feel more comfortable by kind of being personal with them. And uh, so, so that's great to hear. You mentioned Danielle there. You did get a chance to work with the lovely Danielle Harris. Uh, yeah. How, how was that? It was great. Um, you know, it was my first movie, and she obviously had done a lot of work at that time, but also, you know, since just a couple months after Halloween 4 came out. So she was really wonderful to, you know, sort of teach me both by actually teaching me and also just by, you know, letting me observe what she was doing, really teach me how a film set works. And, you know, I didn't know what I was doing when I went into it, and I certainly did know when I came out. Right, absolutely. It's, so it's safe to say that you spent uh, the, the majority of your time with Danielle and the other child actors on set. Yeah, actually, Danielle and I were the only kids on set. Um, right. There were a couple, you know, there were some extras and, and our, our uh, stand-ins, of course. But in terms of the actual children on set, it was just me and Danielle. And we, yes, we spent the majority of our time together. Obviously, she had a lot more to do in the movie than I did, so she spent time with the adults. But I think pretty much except for one or two scenes, everything I did in the movie was with Danielle. Okay. Yeah, that's great. Uh, I guess um, I see that, uh, you know, as Vic has told me, he met you at one of the cons, uh, Mm -hmm. I think, last year in Kentucky. Uh, I guess, what's your experience with the cons? And do you enjoy going out and meeting everybody? and? I love cons. They're so fun. You know, I, I've, I've always said I'm very lucky that, you know, my I, when I was a kid, I went on this random audition for this random movie, and it happened to be Halloween, and I happened to get it and do the movie. And, you know, I'm now, I'm now a part of such a huge, iconic series that people care so passionately about. And I love that. How could I, you know, how could we, you, you help but be flattered by that? The fact that people come out to see us at cons and and still, you know, contact me on Twitter and always want to talk about the movie. And it's been, what, 26 years? It's so humbling and so fun. And, you know, as as I'm sure you are aware, the horror fans, specifically the, the Halloween fans, are very fanatical and very passionate about these movies. So it's amazing to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. I can... Uh, you know, knowing what it's like to be on the fan side, I can only imagine what it's like to be on the actor side or the performer side. And uh, you're you're very much right about the horror community in general being very passionate. And like you said, 26 years. I mean, uh, you know how. And here I am uh, still talking about it. <laughs> absolutely. It's uh, and you know maybe 26 years later you still will be because I think the Halloween series and Michael Myers and everything involved with that is just timeless. Yeah, and it's amazing, and I'm I'm always more than happy to talk about the movie and, and the series and everything anytime because I know I know how much people care about it, and and I care too, and that's wonderful. Yeah, that is that's great. Uh, one thing we were curious about that we wanted to get to uh, was your character in the movie, Billy, uh, was mm-hmm. a stutterer, and uh, just curious about the process of that. Did you have a coach on set, and and how you ended up, you know, kind of, I guess, perfecting that? Sure. Um, the stutter was always in the script from day one, um, and and in fact, all the most of the stuff I had to do at the auditions was about the stuttering because I think they wanted to, you know, make sure I was comfortable with it and then I could pull it off. Right. So. 
you know, I went into the auditions stuttering. Um, it was, like I said, written in the script indicating where Billy would stutter and what words he would stutter on, et cetera. And then when we when I got to Salt Lake City to shoot the movie, um, Danielle and I arrived a week before everyone else, and they had set us up with a speech therapist who both of us would meet with every day and go over the uh, the script with her. And it was both for Danielle to learn the sign language she needed, um, which was somewhat cut down a little bit in the movie, the amount of sign language there initially was, as well as for me to learn and study about stuttering. And, you know, we learned specifically that um, during times of great stress, people that stutter, it tends to become exasperated. So obviously in the, when you're being chased by a serial killer, right. that's great stress. So, you know, we worked through when maybe, at which points in the movie I would stutter a little more than at other times, et cetera. So they did have someone there to, to work with us at the beginning. Okay, so uh, they they pretty much, I guess, felt in the audition like you had the stuttering down, and then more so once you got to set in Salt Lake, Salt Lake City, uh, yeah. I guess you, you worked on the pronouncement of it and, you know, what proper times to, to stutter more. and mm-hmm. uh, So there was a lot of emphasis on, you know, finding someone who could believably uh, sell that stutter for Billy's character in the audition. Yeah, I think I think obviously that was a big uh, a big thing they were concerned about during the auditions and they wanted to make sure that whoever they hired would be able to convincingly pull off a stutter. Okay. You mentioned in the beginning, uh, Jeffrey, that you, you kind of went to audition for like a random movie. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, c- can you tell us a little bit more about that? Like wh- you, sure. what did you know about going in? I really knew nothing going in. I was at the time of my audition, I was appearing on Broadway in the show Les Miserables. And my agent called and said, you have this audition for this horror movie. And, I, you know, I'd been auditioning for lots of different movies and lots of different projects. And so I just went to this audition almost, you know, as if it was any other audition. And I didn't know anything about the Halloween movies at the time. Remember, I was 10 years old. So I just went to this audition. And a couple callbacks later, they hired me. And I think I started shooting... Between getting hired and starting was maybe about two weeks. And in that time, I watched Halloween 3, because that was the most recent one on GHS. And so we thought, you know, oh, I'll, I'll learn what I need to know from Halloween 3. Well, clearly, <laughs> that didn't help. So then once I got to Salt Lake, Danielle had a copy of Halloween 4, so I watched that. Okay, so you... Yeah, I can imagine that Halloween three didn't help much with the Michael Myers. Um not at all. Yeah, you know, so we we debate that quite often on this show and Travis will will tell you that Michael Myers is on the television set in Halloween three for a split second, but certainly that wouldn't help an actor prepare to no. uh, be, be chased. So Halloween four, uh that that Danielle was able to let you watch was more of a help in kind of putting yourself into that uh world. Very much so. Okay. Uh, that that definitely makes sense. Uh I guess the next thing um, is, you know, kind of your feelings on the horror genre and horror movies uh, in general. I mean, obviously, when you went in, you you probably weren't a a huge horror fan at the age of 10. But, uh, you know, to this day, are are you a fan of the horror movies? I I am um, a well-made horror movie. 
I'm not a right. huge, huge fan of sort of the um, the blood and guts kind of horror movies or the torture porn kind of movies. It's just not my thing. But, a, you know, a really well-made movie that's, you know, going to scare me if it's made well, I'll see any time. Okay. So so, so not overly uh, into the horror, but but a good horror movie will, uh, you know, you will watch that. So. Yeah, especially if it's more of a suspenseful, a suspenseful right. kind of horror movie. Although I have been recently going back and watching... Um, a bunch of the classic series. So I just finished watching Nightmare on Elm Street, the, all, the entire series. And those are fun. I love sort of the 80s sort of campy horror movies that at the time were, were scary, but now we see as being a little more fun than they were at the time. Absolutely. Yeah, the Nightmare on Elm Streets are, are very, uh, you know, fun for me to watch. Uh, I don't think that, you know... Many of those frightened me when I was younger. It was more the Michael Myers and uh, Leatherface, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, let's see. Uh, our other co-host, Travis, who can't be here, is uh, wants to know uh, if you'd be up for doing a cameo in, uh, you know, if there were a re- remake or something of that nature. Any time. Okay. I would love to come back, and I think the fans would love that, too. Yeah. Um you know, I get asked that question a lot if I would ever return to the series or anything. I know Danielle has returned to the series. I would love to. Um, you know, just waiting for that phone call. Yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, you know, there's uh, with with Rob Zombie making two, and you know, possible rumors out there that there may be a, uh, you know more coming down the line, possibly mm-hmm. else. Uh, that may be a uh, you know something we see down the road. Uh, whether here's hoping. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is Travis and Vic's uh, horror adventures. Uh, I'm Jerry filling in for Travis, and we're speaking with Jeffrey Landman, uh, who played Billy in Halloween Five. Uh, just listening to a little uh, bit about his experience uh, filming the movie almost 26 years ago now, or 26 years ago, and. We're still talking about Halloween 5. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, this is the time of the year for uh, Halloween, Jeffrey. Uh, you know, every uh, we have a thing we do, 31 in Halloween horror movies and 31 mm-hmm. days on Facebook. And uh, I, I guess, do you have any uh, Halloween uh, traditions or rituals um, that you try to do every year? I don't really. I mean, I do end up, I do end up watching Halloween 5 probably once a year around this time. Usually there's someone in my life who has never seen it and wants to watch it, and so I end up watching it with them. That happens probably about once a year. Um, and that's about it. Um, you know, if I catch something on TV, I know AMC loves showing horror movies, so if I, you know, catch something on TV that strikes my fancy, I will sit down and watch it. So even 26 years later, there's still people, uh, you know, friends, whatever, that that haven't seen it. Um, Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I I guess, are there any, you know, reactions that stick out to you from from friends or family or anything that have just seen the movie uh, in regards to your performance? It's usually, you know, responses as to how young I was. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um... Yeah, it's shockingly, I still get recognized all the time on the street. Really? Literally. Um, I will get recognized at maybe at least once a month, still to this day. 
um, which is surprising to me because I think I look so different. It has been 26 years. I am, you know, in my mid-30s now and, and was 10 years old then, so it's crazy. But it happens more often than you would believe. People, uh, some of my friends literally will think I'm lying when I say it happens all the time until they are near me and it happens. I've had right. bar, I've had bartenders recognize my name on the credit card. I've had people come up to me when I'm, you know, at the cell phone store and say, excuse me, are you Billy from Halloween? It's it's shocking to me because I, I feel like I look so different, but I never complain. No, absolutely not. I guess that kind of ties back into what we were talking about earlier about the passion of the fans of the Halloween series and, uh, yeah. you know, the, the horror genre in general. Uh, you know, they can be, be a, a little passionate and uh, some would say a little crazy at times. I don't say crazy. I think it's fun. <laughs> Absolutely. That, that's how we like to look at it as well. Um, we'll talk, we've talked a little bit about Halloween 5, and, and obviously that's what we're here for. Uh, but uh, also, uh, you know, to let you talk about what you're currently up to, uh, any current projects you have, or any plans to do horror movies uh, any time soon. I have a couple things in the pipeline, nothing I can really talk about yet, okay. um, in terms of a couple indie horror films that, that are on the horizon, perhaps, but nothing solidified or that I can talk about right now. But I work primarily in theater, so a lot of my work is is on the stage, um, which I love, and that's you know what I was doing before the show. It's what I'm going to be doing. It's what I you know right after the show I went right back to it, uh-huh. and you know that's just, just auditioning a lot and doing interviews like this one, doing a couple conventions here and there, and. Uh-huh. Just trying to do what everyone everyone in Hollywood does. Right, absolutely, and we certainly look look forward to hearing more about those, uh, you know, indie horror projects because we, we certainly are always looking for, uh, you know, the next hidden gem uh, as far as mm-hmm. horror films go, and uh, we could certainly use some, you know, uh, at least I could. I, I know I really prefer more so the the older school feeling horror movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, in the new generation, so we certainly look forward to that, uh, you know, more so. Uh, are there any, you know, stories that you recall? Uh, again, I know your age was kind of, uh, you know, I, it may have just been work and, and doing what they told you to do and, you know, kind of a little bit bland and boring, but are there any stories you remember from the set that you could share? Um, well, just I remember when we were doing the car chase sequence at the Tower Farm, um, they were great about making sure that everyone was there. So when they were, you know, blowing up the car, we all went to watch. You know, they invited us all to watch. And when they were breaking through a fence, we were all watching. And that was fun. You know, that was really exciting. And there's a story. It's not really my story to tell, but it's been told a lot, where uh, when the car blew up, everyone was so excited that they forgot to yell cut. So while we were all celebrating, the car blew up so well, Don Shanks was still inside the car that was on fire. Oh, being the good, being the good stuntman that he is, he didn't do anything until someone realized. You know, he stayed in the car until someone realized that he was still in there, and then they got him out. Oh, wow. so that was that was a, an exciting, <laughs> scary, exciting moment. Um, yeah, I just did the shooting the whole car chase was really really fun. A little hidden gem: when the car is coming at me, if you look really closely. You, you'll notice that for a couple of frames, 
um, there's no driver, and it's just Michael in the passenger seat. Uh-huh. And once you see that, you sort of can't unsee it. Uh, the way we filmed the car chase scene was involving large mirrors, and then they flipped the image. But in a couple of the shots, they forgot to flip uh-huh. the image. So it uh-huh. looks like there's no driver. So that actually got into the final product of the film. It's actually in the final film that, that it looks like there is no driver in the car when it's coming at me, and you just see a shape in the shape in the passenger seat. Oh, that's interesting. I've I've watched a couple of the series so far uh, for Halloween. I've not watched Halloween 5 this year yet, so mm. uh, I'll be well, sure. When, he, when the car is chasing me, look very carefully and hit pause, and you'll see that for, for a couple of the shots, there's no driver. There's also no rearview mirror because they took that out, but that's less fun. Okay, no driver. So everyone who has yet to watch Halloween 5, go back and look for that little uh, hidden gem from Jeffrey Landman. Uh, We talked a little bit about the cons earlier, uh, and you were also part of a documentary, the 25 Years of Terror documentary. Uh, I was a part of that. that? Uh, Sorry? Talk a little bit about filming that and, you know, getting the dogs to do that. I actually wasn't a part of the documentary in terms of the filming. Okay. Um, I was out of town the time they were shooting the interviews, and okay. everything they said everything they needed for me, they had from a panel discussion I had done at a con. So okay. all the footage of me that's not from set is from uh, a panel at a con. I think for the I think that was the 25th Halloween anniversary, maybe the 20th. Right. But um. Yeah, it was the 25 so you, years. The 25 year convention. They, that's. Okay. They took uh, they took uh, stuff from me from the panel there. Okay. But that's a, such a fun documentary and such a great thing to be a part of. Also, last year there was a uh, a new the new Blu-ray came out of all ten movies. Uh-huh. And we all did interviews, new interviews for that. So I was that was exciting to be a part of to go and and shoot some new bonus features. Okay. That that was actually kind of one of my next questions is, uh, you know, how often do you run into Danielle or get to do cons and, and different things for the movie with Danielle? I usually do about one or two cons a year. I didn't really do any this year. I was unable to. But um, I do that. So I usually just see Danielle at cons. We've run into each other a couple times out and about in Los Angeles, but, you know, we, we also have our have our separate lives and, you know, don't really have much interaction because we why would we? But I do see her at cons. I think she retired from cons for a while, but has maybe started doing one or two a year. But I see uh, like Tamara Gray, uh, Tamara Glenn, sorry, and Matt Walker. We see each other at cons a lot. I see Don almost at every con I do. Don will be there. So that's it's wonderful. It's great to keep in touch and and see these people that you know we're linked for life because of this movie and that's that's awesome there's people that that understand this experience in a way very few people can to sort of be you know a celebrity for a weekend yeah certainly and uh you know again back to those passionate horror fans i know that you guys uh and girls or are always uh you know celebrities to them uh despite the you know the part that you had in the movie or whatnot uh if you're a part of the Halloween franchise or any other uh, great horror franchise, you are part of that for life, as we said earlier. And, uh, you know, this, no, I guess no matter what you do uh, with your career, if you do those indie horror films that you have coming up, mm-hmm. or, or like you said, your love of the stage and uh, plays and things like that, uh, 
I guess, uh, in a sense, you'll always be Billy from Halloween 5. I know, and that's amazing, and I love that. You know, there's always going to be people that are, that are just going to think of me as little Billy, and that's really cool, you know? I'm, I'm, it's, I don't want to say I can never escape it, because I don't want to, but it's always going to be there um, from this movie I did when I was 10 years old, and that's really cool. There's not a lot of people that can say that. So I'm I'm so honored to to have that that fan base. Right. Well, you know, we certainly return that appreciation to you for being part of, uh, you know, a, a horror classic that that we all uh, really appreciate. Uh, Jeffrey, is there anything you're involved with now that you'd like to let our listeners know? Uh, you know, any shows of any of any kind that they can not uh, not really at the moment. Um, but if anyone wants to, you know, follow me on Twitter at Jeffrey Landman, Twitter and Instagram, and uh, I always keep everyone up to date as to what I'm doing. And you know, I'd love, I love chatting with the fans and hearing from the fans and keeping in touch with everyone and hearing how much people love the movie or hate the movie. Yeah, and there, and we haven't really talked about that, but there are people out there who, uh, you know, don't. Uh, you know, necessarily oh, put Halloween Five amongst their favorites, and oh, and people uh, hate Billy. <laughs> oh, do they really? Can oh, they talk about Billy. any encounters you've had? Well, mainly just, um, you know, I've read on some message boards about people disliking Billy and disliking the stutter and thinking the stutter is stupid and stuff like that. Which uh-huh. you know, nothing I can do about that. And. Yeah, uh, that's interesting you know, actually, that, that that's the main criticism because you say it played such a big part in the script and it it seemed yeah, uh, and, you know, like a key point for the for the writers. Mhm. And I think some people just confuse my performance with who I am. Mm-hmm. And you know, that's just part of part of showbiz. Absolutely. Well, Jeffrey, we certainly again can't thank you enough for your time coming on tonight and uh Oh, it was my pleasure. Anytime. Well, have everybody check you out on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at Jeffrey Landman, and uh, see what's coming up next for you. And we look forward to maybe in the future hearing about those upcoming horror projects. If they, if I promise have. to keep you posted. Well, we appreciate it, sir, and you have a great night. Thank you again. You as well. Bye. And that was Jeffrey Landman, Billy from Halloween 5, sharing a little bit of his thoughts, uh, working with uh, our former TNV Vixen of the Week, Danielle Harris. Uh, of course, both of them were just children at the time, uh, running scared from the infamous shape, Michael Myers. Uh, and uh, he, as Jeffrey said, check him out on Twitter. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter, at Jeffrey Landman. Uh, it'd be interesting to see a grown-up Billy Hill uh, in some indie horror movies coming up soon. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see what comes of that. Uh, Vic, anything you want to get into now, man? I just want to say, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I like you said earlier, I did meet him at a, a horror con here in Louisville uh, last year, and he was a good guy, man. The entire cast of uh, Halloween 5, they were all very humble. Um, you know, because I think that, you know, they don't get invited to a lot of cons because, I mean, Halloween 5 is kind of lost in the shuffle. Uh, a lot of people don't like it, so... I, I think, you know, the fact that they were all brought in together, and I assume whenever they do get brought in, usually is all as a group. So they're, they're all real they're all real good with each other, man. They're all humble. They're all real nice to everybody, and they're just happy to be there because there's also a, a 
Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3 uh, reunion going on at the same time. They were all just, you know, in their, their little groups, they were all nice to everybody because, I mean, a lot of sequels don't get a lot of uh, reunions like that. So, you know, they're pretty cool. I, I had fun with all of them. And, I mean, he's a good guy, that's for sure. Yeah, doing some research before the show, trying to find out a little bit more about Jeffrey. Um, you know, one thing I saw on the message boards was with several fans talking about how he is great with the fans and, you know, not only at the cons, but, you know, just uh, every day, you know, running into him in the street kind of thing. And that's, you know, certainly what he said on the show. So that's cool to hear. Uh, one thing that was interesting that he said in the interview, Vic, that I thought was pretty crazy is, is you know, and, and it makes perfect sense, you know, you're a 10-year-old kid finding out that you're going to be in a Halloween movie, and, you know, the last one on VHS is Halloween 3, so you go check that out to see what kind of you're getting yourself into, and, uh, you know, that's not much of a help for what he had to go through in Halloween 5. Yeah, man, like, you know, at- Think, just think about being 10 years old and going to watch the Halloween, trying to figure out what you're about to get into, and you see that, and you're just like, what? I mean, because yeah, you man. know how much Halloween 3, but it's not going to help you prepare for making a movie with Michael Myers in it. No, Outside I'm sure he showed up on set for Halloween 5 wondering where the witch pumpkin and uh, skull mask were, and, you know, <laughs> what point in the movie they were going to eat his head off or whatever, but... Uh, didn't didn't seem to be, but like you said, at least Danielle had that copy of Halloween Four. Uh, you know, probably had the advanced copy or something like that since it wasn't out yet, and uh, she hooked him up, man. So he got got to see what he was going to go through a little bit, and you know, we always hear uh, you know about the you know whether it be the shape or whether it be Leatherface or whether it be Jason, whoever's playing that, trying to make the kids comfortable. And it sounds like Don Shanks did that as well. Yeah, um, Don Shanks, man. I, he actually left uh, before I went to the con, so I was pretty upset I didn't get to meet him. So I got this Halloween 5 poster with everybody that was there except for Don Shanks. So I'm pretty upset because he doesn't do a lot of cons in this area. So, Don Shanks, I'm coming for you. Yeah, man, that thing's incomplete until you get Don Shanks on there. That's got to be one of your life missions for sure. To get I mean, don't autograph. get money. I mean, I don't even have Danielle Harris on because she wasn't there. But, I mean, I'll get her. She she does these, you know. Yeah, but yeah. But she's been for a while, like he said. And I think she is starting, to buy, starting back to do them, I hope. Because she uh, she's actually producing her own movies now, which is pretty awesome. I haven't got to see any of them. But, you know, anything uh, Danielle Harris does, I support. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, uh, she was her first uh, TMV Vixen of the Week, so, you know, I hope she considers that an honor uh, to be that because, uh, you know, we, we definitely were all in agreement uh, that she should be the number one uh, Vixen of the Week and uh, Tamara Glenn as well uh, this past week's Vixen of the Week, who we'll have on next week to talk about Halloween 5 some more. Uh, but I guess if you want to, Vic, we can talk a little bit about like Travis and I did since you weren't... Uh, able to join us last week about, uh, you know, because it's getting closer and closer, man. Every week we do a show, Halloween's getting closer and closer. Uh, so so what kind of things do you got planned this year? What kind of things do you try to do every year for Halloween? Happy, happy Halloween. Um, I mean, this year, I'm, Halloween, is like the Ghetto Boy said, man, Halloween's still on the weekend. I mean, it don't get much better than that. Um, I am... Going as a going to a Halloween party at uh, Travis's brother's house. Um, I'm be dressed as John Wayne Gacy, and I'm going to 
go around and kill people. Um, I'm, I think I'm going to stop by Travis's before that. We're, we might, uh, you know, I might hand out some, you know, candy bars or razor blades in them to the kids or something. Um, I, I, on Devil's Night, the day before Halloween, for people who don't know what Devil's Night is, we're actually going to shoot another uh, Travis and Vince Drunken Horror Adventure uh, video. And it, it'll be released eventually. I still got a video I'm sitting on, so you'll all get that as soon as, soon as I'm not working, <laughs> which never seems to happen. Speaking of which, if anybody out there is listening, uh, go check out Trav and Vic Horror at the YouTube channel and check out the new uh, Trick or Treat episode that just got uploaded uh, with Travis and Vic and their friend Corey uh, talking about one of the uh, Halloween uh, favorites uh, of Travis and Vic and and probably mine soon, Vic. You know, I was telling you all it's been quite a while since I've seen Trick or Treat and I really wanted to try to get a chance to watch it this year, and, uh, you know, currently I'm, uh, well, I'll just say I have HBO Go. I don't literally have it myself, but I have access to it, and I just saw that Trick or Treat uh, was added to HBO Go, man, so that's my plan coming up for the week. I'm going to watch Trick or Treat again. It's been a while for me, so it'll be like the first time. Awesome. That's great news, because, I've said it before I said it on that video. I've said it on here plenty of times. Trick or Treat is my favorite Halloween movie. Um, It is the most Halloween movie. It's the movie that I feel that I need to watch during Halloween, before Halloween, after Halloween, whatever. It just screams Halloween to me. I'm not getting wrong. Michael Myers, original Halloween, that screams Halloween, but Trick or Treat is Halloween to me. So... If you haven't seen it, which you haven't, then you'll love it. I've, I expect you to come back to us and tell us that you get a four out of four. Yeah, I'll definitely let y'all know. I have seen it. It's been a long time, so it'll be like I've seen it for the first time. But I'm looking forward to watching it, man. And like I said, if you want to know what Travis and Vic think of the movie more in detail, and uh, you know, uh, having just uh, you know, as Vic says, as a little teaser, it's his favorite Halloween movie. Uh, ever, but you can check out the Trick or Treat uh, YouTube video, Trav and Vic Carr on YouTube. And while you're there, give that video a thumbs up and subscribe if you're not already subscribed to the YouTube channel. Because like Vic said, there's more videos coming. And, and if you haven't watched any of our videos, it's not like we just sit there and review a horror movie. That that's what this is for most of the time. <laughs> Sometimes, but there. We talk about the movie for a little bit, but we're usually so filthy drunk that it doesn't it doesn't get too much into the movie. We'll give our ratings or whatever. Then we usually just scream and cuss and use racial slurs and beat up black guys. That's usually what it uh, boils down to on these YouTube shows. So I saw if you have to watch them, what's that? I saw it for myself, folks. We kicked that man right out of the chair. On this video, it's on YouTube right now if you want to see it. And kick the man while he was down, too. I think you got to go review it for yourself. But I swear I saw a kick while the man was down. But, you know, this this, this podcast is called Travis and Vic's Drunken Horror Adventures. The YouTube channel has the same name. But like Vic said, I, I think they take that drunkenness to a new level on those videos. So y'all even got banned from YouTube one time. We did. And... 
the reason why we take it to the next level is because we're drinking together. You can only drink so much whenever you're by yourself until you become a loser alcoholic. True. If, true. I'm with, if I'm with somebody else, then I can drink four, five, six, seven, four locos or cups of caribou loo, and nobody's going to judge me, right? Because they're drinking the same amount right along with you. Exactly. And speaking of caribou loo, I'm making a giant cooler full of it for the Halloween party, so I plan on everybody dying. So you're going you're not even gonna be John Wayne Gacy, you're gonna be drunk John Wayne Gacy. Yes, yes. I mean it don't get much better than that, right? It don't, not at all. And, and I guess I'll go ahead and drop this exclusive knowledge for everybody. Uh you know the picture of it where it's half uh, clown face, half his normal face? Uh huh. That that's what I'm going for. So I'm painting half my face like John Wayne Gacy and the rest is gonna be my I mean, half of it like Pogo, and then half of it could be, you know, just my face. Man, go for that. Be so awesome, man. You, and, and I know you'll have some pictures of that up on Trav and Vic Horror on Facebook and uh, at Trav and Vic Horror on Twitter. Uh, so and everybody go Instagram. check that out. And Instagram. Um, I'm, I'm, trying to get, I'm trying to get back into using the Instagram more and the Tumblr because they're all connected. So all i got to do is click on one and it sends it everywhere. So if you want to see drunk John Wayne Gacy half Pogo the Clown this coming uh, Halloween, you better uh, go follow so you can check that out. I definitely want to see uh, how this comes out because I, you know, I, Vic, I think that's gonna be some creepy shit for real. I mean, we can only hope, right? We can only hope, man. We can only hope that you, you know, scare a few kids on your way to the Halloween party, and you know, maybe scare some grown ass adults when you get there too. No, I might just, uh, once I get over to Troy's house, just, like, walk around his neighborhood, you know, as Pogo the Clown and see what happens. Yeah, that'd be interesting. You might get a call on you that night, but you might have to have Travis standing by with some bail money. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. Somebody (laughs) might need to, because you never know what might happen over there. That's true. That's true. Caribou Lou and John Wayne Gacy. Uh, You know, who knows what would happen if John Wayne Gacy would have had some Caribou Lou. Yeah, I mean, oh my God, I don't know if I want to imagine that, man. That that'd be crazy. And if y'all aren't familiar with, uh, you know, John Wayne Gacy, I don't really know why you're listening, but, uh, you know, that is something we do on Travis and Vic's uh, Drunken Horror Adventures from time to time. We take a look at uh, real life serial killers. Uh, that is a fascination and an obsession of ours. Uh, Vic posted a meme not uh, a couple of days ago on social media about how people. I uh, don't seem to understand that fascination, but, uh, you know, you got some things that you're fascinated and passionate about that we don't understand, so uh, this is just one of ours. Yeah, man, you know, it's, just, it's, one, of, it's one, one of my loves, man. Some people just don't understand it, but, I mean, it's not like I'm a fan. I mean, I kind of am, but I'm I'm more intrigued by what, what, what they do and, uh, you know, what happens in their life and what makes them do what they do. Yeah, absolutely. We're not we're not like saying that the people deserve to die or anything like that. We're not saying we're not shaming the families or the you know anything like that. We're just saying we're fascinated and uh, you know with learning how a serial killer becomes a serial killer and things like that. And you know that's just one of our hobbies, one of our things we we do. And uh, every now and then, Travis and Vic will get on this podcast and uh, 
you know, talk about a serial killer. Uh, the, the Butcher Baker is still the number one show, listen to show on here. So if you haven't heard that one, go check it out. What's the WordPress site, Vic, where they can check all the past shows? SevenVicHorror.wordpress.com. There you go. Check it all out. All the shows. Check, if you're not into the serial killer stuff, there's plenty. Of, uh, if you're just you know a horror movie fan, which we also have a great passion for, uh, there's all kinds of retrospectives on there. Uh, Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Friday the Thirteenth, and some more obscure horror movies. If you're into those as well, Charles movie cover uh, all of those, so you can check those out for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, around around this time last year, we actually did the uh, Halloween Five show, so go back and check that out. I know Travis posted the link to like every Halloween show we've done recently, so go back and check it out. So you can really hear our thoughts about Halloween Five and you know what we rated it. And I I haven't listened to it, so there could be some pretty offensive stuff on there about a young Danielle Harris. I'm not gonna say for sure, but there could be some improper thoughts about Daniel Harris on that show. It could be impossible. Listen to both of them. There's more than a good chance there's some of those thoughts on that podcast, I would say. <laughs> I mean, but don't get wrong, I love Daniel Harris, and I want, when I met her, I wanted to fold her up and put her in my pocket and take her home with me. <laughs> she wanted to sit in my pocket, too. She's itty bitty. I, I think a little part of all of us did. And, and then, of course, the woman that she blossomed into, uh, you know, it, that might have had something to do with it because she did turn into a beautiful woman. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I wasn't on that podcast, man, so I'll go ahead and throw out, uh, you know, Halloween 5 gets three out of four meat hooks for me. Uh, and I'm not sure if I'm going to stick with the meat hook thing, but that's what I'm going for now because Travis has got his machetes, and you already took the chainsaws, and we're both big chainsaw massacre guys. But I'm going with meat hooks right now as my rating system. So I I, I, I dig the uh, the meat hooks. I mean, I I say either meat hooks or sledgehammer. So the yeah. meat hooks is good for you, I think. But uh, yeah, I wasn't on that Halloween Five podcast, uh, so I'm gonna go ahead and throw mine out there. Halloween Five, three out of four meat hooks from me. Uh, you know, Jeffrey Lamon was talking about some of the criticism and hate he gets for the the stuttering character Billy that he played and everything. I kind of dug that character. Like, uh, you know, he he was a little bit, uh, you know, uh, kind of the annoying friend a little bit to Jamie, but and, and you you know. I might have found myself at one point or another, uh, you know, hoping Mike would would get his hands on little Billy. But, uh, you know, I think Jeffrey played the role good. And like you said earlier that, you know, uh, it worked with the the dialect coach to get the stutter down and everything and earn the role, uh, a role that he didn't even know uh, what he was going in for before he went in for it. So uh, just a horror movie. So. Uh, if you haven't seen Halloween Five, it's the perfect time of year to to you know kind of bust your cherry on Halloween and Michael Myers, and uh, you know no greater time of year uh, than to to break out a Halloween movie. And there's a couple of them on Netflix now, so if you got Netflix, go check them out uh, and let us know what you think on Travis Vic Carr on Twitter or Facebook. And you know, uh, you're speaking of uh, meat hooks, and we actually, I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, because not many people have, but we did a review on YouTube once about a movie called Three on a Meat Hook. Have you ever heard of it? I haven't. 
it, it's another movie inspired by Ed Gein, and it took place in uh, like the country part of Louisville, Kentucky, which is why I was interested in it because I was just I was looking up Ed Gein. It's this probably like five or six years ago, like movies inspired by him or whatever, and I found out about this movie called Three on the Meat Hook, and Go go back and uh, watch our uh, YouTube video on it, and if you can find it, I, I like I I found one of my friends. He has like every movie in the world, and he uh, made me a copy of it because I couldn't find it anywhere. So I I might go say go out of your way to watch the movie because <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> but I mean, it's a movie that I felt I had to watch, and we watched it one night. Me, Troy, or Troy, me, Travis, and Corey. And we made a video about it, and we may have uh, just destroyed the movie on the video. But uh-huh. I'd recommend definitely going back and watching that uh, that YouTube video. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, definitely. And if it's that bad of a movie, that's something I probably need to see. Uh, how loosely based on Ed Gain was it? Because, you know, they say, you know, all these things are based on Ed Gain, and then really you only get a little bit of his story. I mean, this one, I think, because, I mean, you know, it had the meat hooks or whatever, sort of like chainsaw, but this one's like out in the, like, a farmhouse or whatever, so I think that's really the, you know, the gist of the Ed Gein comparison, because it was out, you know, out in the country, whatever. I mean, it was a little bit, but, I mean, just like every movie's a little bit. That's why they're all inspired by Ed Gein. Like, nothing's truly based on Ed Gein. Right. I mean, as great as, uh, you know, that would be, like, I don't think anybody's willing to really go that route unless it's, uh, so a straight up Ed Gein movie, but I mean, this is it's inspired by as much as you know your typical hey this has something to do with Ed Gein but not really movie, you know. Uh, that'd be something but, interesting. I'd I'd actually like to see would be uh, you know a uh, a real Ed Gein biography, uh, you know a biopic uh, if they could find the right person to play him and, and get the story told right. Uh, you know, it'd be something I'd be interested in seeing. You know, there's been a couple of little TV movies here and there about Ed Gein that were kind of, you know, just okay. Um, but I'd like to see a cinematic movie about him, uh, see what they could do with that story for real. Yeah, I agree, man. Sort of like the uh, new H.H. Holmes movies coming out. I mean, why not do one about yeah. Gein, you know? I, I think, but, you know, if the H.H. Holmes movie really takes off and it really is well received then I think we might get more serial killer movies and we all know I'm all for that yeah me too man for if we can get uh, you know some some of the you know if possible some of the you know law enforcement or people who live through some of these things I know we're getting kind of you know past anybody being alive or uh, anything like that I'm looking up this three on a meat hook right now by the way and it looks like there's a remake in progress of that no way. Yeah. yeah, in development right now, Three on a Meat Hook. The original was 1973, and it looks like there's a remake of that in development right now. So you never know what they'll remake in Hollywood, man. <laughs> that is the most amazing thing I've ever heard in my life. Crazy, man, but, you know, what if this thing comes out and it's a big hit? You heard it first here on Travis and Vic Horror. Uh, so maybe you should go back and watch the original 1973 version if there's going to be a new one coming out. Uh, I mean, it might, 
might get somebody hot like uh, Jessica Biel or somebody up in there who did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake to to be in this one. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm all for that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I, I tried to enjoy the movie for what it was, and but I mean, you know, you want to talk about a, a film with a low, low budget? I mean, do you have it up right now? Because yeah. I, I know, it's, I know it wasn't a very high budget at all. Now let's see if it says what the exact budget was for the 1973. Uh, looking at some of the pictures on IMDb, it couldn't have been much at all. Yeah, yeah, it was. It's got a fucked up uh, movie cover, though, dude. Like crazy yeah, looking movie cover. Yeah, like I mean, there's so much stuff that you know could be good about it, but like I said, man, the budget wasn't there. It was, uh, I mean, it was an underground 1973 movie, so you can only imagine that you know this is what you The estimated budget for the movie was twenty thousand dollars. $20,000. Yeah. I mean... You talk right. about pay, paying the actors, which it looks like it had a fairly large cast. Uh, you don't leave much room for sets. They probably just had to go out to some, uh, you know, Kentucky farmhouse uh, and, and pay somebody a couple hundred bucks to film for a little bit. Yeah, exactly. I mean, 20... Like, how far is 20 grand going to get you anywhere in life? You know what I'm saying? Especially yeah. when you're trying to make the movie. I mean, to be fair, 1973, 20,000 probably carried a little bit more weight than it does now, but... Oh, there's uh, no doubt about that. But, yeah, I'm looking at uh, 20, yeah, 20, I knew it wasn't a lot, that's just crazy, man. But, uh, surprisingly, it did get a a 4.5 on IMDb, which is, you know, pretty high for a horror movie, especially one nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, man, the the, result, the the comments and stuff on IMDb look pretty good. Uh, you know, I mean, even people in England are asking about if it's ever been released there and stuff. So, so this movie has a little bit of a reach. Uh, so, if you want to see, uh, you know, one of these uh, movies you might not have heard about, and, uh, let's see the storyline: four girls go on a romping weekend at a lake and have car problems. That's a horror movie all the way right there. That's our yeah. movie 
I do want to say though, I haven't, I have not yet seen the, the Green Inferno, but I plan on doing it hopefully, hopefully sometime this week. Cause I need cannibals in my life, and I, I need cannibals now. So, <laughs> have you seen it yet? I have not. Well, hopefully I can see it this week, and maybe we can talk about it next week if I get to see it. But I don't really have anything going in my gears, man. How about yourself? You know, I don't really have anything grinding my gears. I guess this week I'm going to kind of lay off that. Last week with, with Travis, we kind of went into it, and I got a little bit overheated uh, on my <laughs> Travis threw his out, so... Uh, I'm just going to let everybody go back and listen to last week's show where we talked with Jay LaRose from Insidious and the Saw movies. Uh, if they want to hear that, uh, he's the long-haired fiend, and he played uh, Troy in Saw 3, and there was a flashback in Saw 4. We had a great interview with him last week, uh, Travis and I did, uh, just talking about working with uh, Shawnee Smith, who, uh, if you haven't heard the show from week before that, uh, made my list of uh, top Survivor Girls, I believe she was at number two. Uh, so if you want to hear more of that, uh, we got into the top five Stephen King movies, uh, myself, Travis, and Blake Best. And then also, uh, what the hell was our other topic that week? Uh, um, King, Heart, and Mask, the top five Mask. Uh, so from that show from two weeks ago. If you want to go to the WordPress site, uh, Travis Vic Horror, WordPress.com, you can check that out. Uh, but yeah, I won't. I, I'm gonna leave the grinding gears alone. I just wanted to see if you had anything, but uh, you can't grind gears with work, man, because it grinds your gears, but it puts money in your pocket too. So exactly, and that's what's all. That's all that matters, man. They pay. They pay me. So they pay me well. They pay me to drive. They pay me to train. They pay me to do everything. So <laughs> it, they don't grind my gears that much. You feel me? Uh, yeah, exactly. That's where I was going with that as well. And speaking of uh, Shawnee Smith, because I like to have some good little segue, I just want to say that uh, she was in one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Summer School. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, uh, yes. I've seen that movie tons of times. Love that movie. Not a horror movie, technically, but uh, they do have a little horror flair to it with Chainsaw Dave. I have. We actually met uh, Chainsaw at a convention a few years ago. Travis has never seen that movie. I don't, really? I don't like. Yes, he has never seen summer school, but we met a uh, chainsaw uh, at a uh, horror hound in Cincinnati three or four years ago. Me and Pondo uh, got pictures from him and pictures with him and all that good stuff. Cause Pondo's a big summer school fan, so it's pretty oh, cool, yeah. man. Nobody can find uh, Gary Riley, who Dave like he disappeared off face of the earth. Like <laughs> he lives in the Oregon and he's a recluse now. So he doesn't do conventions. Uh, so you would yeah, think maybe they would they would do horror cons and they might do pretty good business being that they were all about Texas Chainsaw Massacre in that movie. Yeah, uh, exactly. But, but yeah, man, summer, summer School is like one of my favorite eighty movies ever, no doubt. Like I love that movie. Mm-hmm. I can't believe Travis hasn't seen it, but you know, I guess I he's all about horror and stuff like that. I don't, does Travis yeah, but, even watch anything other than horror? Oh, yeah, I mean, he, he loves everything, which is why I was shocked that he's never seen Summer School. Because, I mean, he's a big fan of, like, everything. And he hadn't seen it, and I was really shocked. 
Yeah, I mean, y'all going to have to get drunk one day and just watch that. After y'all were doing one of y'all's horror things, y'all just going to have to pop summer school in and let Travis check it out. We'll have to, we have to know what he thinks about it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, want to, I told him Shawnee Smith was in it, so he, he kind of got interested at that point. But so hopefully, because I, I need it on Blu-ray. I don't have it, so I'm going to get it on Blu-ray or something because I, I still got the VHS of it, but I, I don't even think I have it on DVD. Yeah, I think right. I got the DVD, but I don't have the Blu-ray. I, I don't really do the Blu-ray thing much, because I'm still into the Netflix and HBO Go and all that shit. But, yeah, I think I yeah. got the DVD. If I do whatever, but I, a movie that I really need, then I'll, I'll definitely get the Blu-ray of it, because I'm a DVD snob. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like my brother for sure. My brother had all these DVDs, like 500, and then the Blu-ray thing hit, and you had to hit the Blu-rays up, you know, even if you had it on DVD. So I understand that for sure. Yeah, I try not to uh, get many of these, you know, things. If I got it on DVD, I don't want to really get it on Blu-ray, but, like, all my Texas Chainsaws, I, I, have, I own them on both because, yeah. Except for the newer chainsaws, of course I don't have those on DVD, but I got them on Blu-ray. I got, I mean, I probably got about 50 different copies of the original chainsaw because I keep releasing them and I'm stupid to keep buying them. <laughs> Do you remember I, what the first, the first DVD you ever bought was? The first DVD? Yeah. Whew, man, I, I really have no idea. I want to say maybe Ministry Society, actually. Yeah. Okay. It the first, it. I would say it's one of those two. First DVD I, I ever bought was the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Nice, nice. That was my first Blu-ray. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, there's I nothing wrong with it. so cool. Like, I finally got a DVD player. I was a little bit behind the game and all that. And I was like, oh, shit, Texas Chainsaw. I better look sweet on DVD. Of course, now you got Blu-ray and all that, but... Yeah, I was pretty stoked for Texas Chainsaw Massacre on DVD. So I think I ended up getting a couple that day when I bought the DVD player. I think I got Friday, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So I got a couple of those. But I remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's the first one I watched on DVD. That is awesome, man. And that's how it should be. I mean, if you don't have Chainsaw DVD, Blu-ray, whatever, then you're just stupid and don't listen to the show anymore. You're fired. Absolutely, and, and and we can say that because you got two uh, Leatherface marks posting tonight. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I, I got him tattooed on my arm. I got Gunnar Hansen's autograph tattooed on my arm, so go do it. Oh, let's see, man. You got any, We only got about two minutes left. You got anything else you want to throw out, or you, we can just uh, throw out the social media and get it wrapped up? Yeah, man, I'll just throw out my social media because... Uh, like I said, I'm doing a little bit more Travis Vic horror. They're having me on to talk a bit, a little bit about this stuff, and I'm enjoying it. So, uh, but I don't have that many horror people out on my social media, mostly pro wrestling people. So, if horror people want to hit me up and we'll talk about what you like, what you don't like, it's uh, Jer Polk on Facebook. Send me a friend request, and then it's at the one and only Jer on Twitter. Uh, that's the number one, not spelled out. So, the one and only Jer on Twitter. And uh, I'll let you hit them up with the Trav and Vic social medias, and then we'll get on out of here. All right. Uh, first of all, if you want to follow me on Twitter or 
uh, if you just want to tell me that I suck or I need to do more shows or I need to let Jared take over full time, let me know. Vic Von Eric, V-I-C-V-O-N-E-R-I-C-H. Um, hit us up on the Trav and Vic at, or, at Vic Horror on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Tumblr. It's all Travis Vic Horror. Uh, you can find us on Facebook, Travis and Vic's Drunken Horror Adventures. Just look us up. Give us a like. Uh, we're nearing a thousand likes, so if you already like us, then share it up. Let people know that we're we are the best horror podcast going. Because um, I guarantee, no other podcast gets the guests that we have. Far none. We I mean we had Adam Green for God's sake. Adam Green doesn't do any. He has his own podcast, so he doesn't do anybody else's. Yeah. But we had Adam Green, so go check it. Go check that out. It was the first show of 2015. Adam Green came on. And talked about Frozen for an hour and a half. And that was phenomenal. That That's when I knew that we really had something going with this podcast thing. But um, uh, what was I talking about? Uh, oh, email us at tmvhorror at com. Uh, our buddy Terry emails us every week telling us how great the shows are. He said the Jayla Rose show was awesome. So I'm sure he's, he's going to listen to this in a couple of days and he'll tell me how awesome this was. Even though it was short abbreviated but it was still fun um other than that i don't have anything um next week to Man will be on the show i think there's another guest i just don't know who um travis does all that now i, I booked certain guests but he he i don't know he sits to work and emails and people all day so i don't know who it is but we'll have Tamara Glenn on here for sure and then hopefully there's somebody else i just don't know about other than that jerry you got anything else no, that's it, man. Just congratulations one last time to Travis and his family. Hope you enjoyed your night off, man. Yeah, no doubt. Congratulations, Travis. Uh, I can't wait to meet the new bundle of joy. Uh, my, my new niece is involved, people, you know. I can't wait to meet her. I'm sure uh, I was happy to have a new uh, a new lady in the house. So, yeah, absolutely. But that's Go check us out on YouTube, TMV Horror, Travis Vic Horror, whatever you got to do to pop it up. Travis and Vicks Drunk and Horror Adventures. It comes up under all of it. So look us up. Um, If you think we're offensive on the podcast, then listen to the or watch the YouTube shows because we get downright honorary on there. Yes, sir. I guess we'll see you next week. Same time. Tamara Glenn on the show. Uh, This is Travis and Vicks Drunk and Horror Adventures. I'm Jerry. We'll talk to you next week. All righty. Y'all have a good one. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.